Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two of the Nightcap here on VSIN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Ooh, look at this. Michigan showing a little life. Yeah, trying to show a little life. Iowa up by seven right now in the closing minute. Iowa closed as a two-point or two-point underdog in this one, and looks like they will take care of business. Uh, Arizona now up 11 over Stanford. They were uh, minus 11 and a half at that break, which meant they had to win by double figures to cover that, and right now they are in the cover zone on that. Uh, the good news is a team in Oregon that is uh, desperate for wins uh, to make the NCAA tournament is losing to a team that is 124th in Ken Palm <laughs> by 10 at the half. So good job, Ducks. Good job, Dana Altman. Uh, and you know what? I'm going down with the ship. I'm going to lay the six in the second half with the Oregon Ducks. So uh, to avoid more misery, let's talk to a gentleman who is uh, out in Indianapolis and uh, is an expert on hand size, but before we get to all that, I got to give this gentleman all the props in the world because he tipped me off on a little school in Dover, Delaware, named Delaware State, who yet again covered today Adam Hill. They may have gone 0-12 straight up, but 10-2 ATS, those pesky Hornets, they get it done. Thank you, sir. The Hornets, they were covering machines. Yeah, let's go Hornets. And uh, it's unfortunate the season's over. I mean, I, I think they're going to keep losing and keep covering because that's just what they do. That, that's what Hornets do. <laughs> they have one more game. I think they'll play Norfolk State in the MEAC tournament. Okay. So we have one more opportunity. Uh, and thus your uh, Delaware State uh, discussion there. Uh, but uh, let's get to uh, the quarterback you know, discussion. And I know you're there with the the LVRJ, obviously, Las Vegas Review-Journal, covering it for the Raiders. Uh, but what has been the buzz now that we've had some hand size and some uh, running a little bit for the quarterbacks? I know Malik Willis didn't run, but what has kind of been that buzz surrounding the quarterbacks? Because, uh, Adam, the, the odds shifted today, and Malik Willis is now the favorite uh, in some sports books, to be the first quarterback selected. Yeah, that sucks because there was value there. I, yeah. I'll tell you this: I'm probably I'm probably biased on this uh, because I came I came to Indianapolis uh, 
uh, I was asked what I'm going to be looking for the most at the combine. And I said, I don't care about any of the you know, 300 and what odd players there are here. I only care about Malik Willis. This guy is going to be a superstar. I love him in every way. Uh, and I, I have only had those opinions validated. The guy is unbelievable. And I don't mean just from a quarterbacking perspective. We saw his arm strength tonight, which is insane. Uh, he can throw the ball over the place. And you saw at the senior ball during practices, like the quarterbacks basically just gave up. It was so hard to throw. The ball's blowing all over the place. And Malik Wilson's out there zipping it around. His arm is incredibly strong. Uh, I love everything about it, but I really love him more as a person. I mean, everything he said, his press con- he owned the press conference room. Every answer was great. He was not only like, it wasn't like he was giving these rehearsed, like really eloquent answers necessarily, but he was like engaging every single question. He came back at some of the interviewers like, Hey, that's not a great question, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, it just kind of owned the room and dominated the room. And I think that's a really tough thing to do, especially at that age, especially coming from a smaller school. Right. I mean, uh, it's not like he's been facing media all the time. He was great. And at one point he was asked about the pressure of this week and how it could mean millions and millions of dollars for him and his family. And he said, life is stressful. I throw a football. Like, that's not stressful. Like, that's what I do. And so I, I just, I really like him. And, and from what I hear, talking to some of the guys around here, uh, he has been crushing it in the team interviews as well. Uh, I love that kid, and, and I, I think the team will be lucky to have him. I don't think it's going to be, you know, top five, anything like that, but I would expect to be the top quarterback off the board. Adam, I like him. Um, I wish he had played better his last year at Liberty <laughs> in the games versus yeah. the marquee opponents. Probably gives him a little pause, a little turnover prone late in the season. But his overall body of work, I think, shows enough high-end talent that he's definitely in the conversation for being a first-round pick. I don't know if i go as far as superstar, but, I mean, you're there. I'm not. So you might be seeing some things that, you know, well, I'm not What do you know seeing. about quarterbacks, Sean? Yeah, sure. Hey, I, know. Quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but staying on that same wavelength, the Raiders – have some question marks at QB has not been part of the national conversation because there are some Aaron Rodgers type headlines and Deshaun <laughs> Watson, but they have a situation here in that Derek Carr wants a new contract. If I'm not mistaken, where are we at with that? Well, there's been no discussions, and I think that's an important part, right? Where the Raiders came out yesterday, they said all the right things. You know, I talked to Josh McDaniels, I talked to Dave Zagler, the new GM. Uh, they did some national interviews as well, and they said, hey, Derek Carr's our quarterback. Well, it's one thing to say it. It's another to do it, right? I mean, what does it mean to say he's our quarterback until you sit down and have a conversation about an extension? Uh, I don't think it means anything. Uh, if, if you want him to be a quarterback and you think he is, then you sit down and you talk about the contract for the next couple of years. Uh, I think they're perfectly fine with Derek Carr, and I, I, w- I don't think it's a problem for anybody if he's the quarterback next year. But I also, that wouldn't be my plan. Um, I would sit down with Derek. I might offer him and say, you know, we're going to give you, we'll give you two years, 25 million a year, take it or leave it. And if you want to leave that and you want to get more on the open market, because you can, he'll get more on the open market, then go ahead and do that. But I'm not going to, to mortgage the future and say, we're going to give you three years at 40 million a year. Like he wants, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to marry myself to Derek Carr when this could be a team that could rebuild. Uh, it could be a team that could be two years away. Uh, that's what I would do. I'd be trading guys for draft picks right now and rebuilding for two and three years down the road. Um, but I, I just wouldn't commit to him long-term with this massive contract that he wants. And he probably deserves, to be honest. Like, I think he deserves that contract. I just wouldn't do it with the Raiders. Yeah, I think he's Kirk Cousins' light. So, Kirk got it. So, why shouldn't he? I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah. I think he's a notch below probably the elite guys. But, hey, 
So was I. It happens sometimes. Adam Hill here from the Las Vegas Review Journal. To point us in the right direction for the Raiders. What are they thinking right now in the first round? Is this the best available situation, or are they targeting targeting one specific area? Yeah, to me, it's best available. Uh, just kind of talking uh, both on and off the record to somebody, some people around the team. Uh, I think they really are not sure right now. I think a lot is going to do with free agency, right? I mean, uh, I think they would love to get a guy like Devontae Adams if they possibly could. Sorry, it's getting much more crowded here, so I'm going to try to step outside here for you guys. Um, I think they'd love to get a guy like Devontae Adams, a top-line wide receiver. I don't know that he's going to be available, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but I think they're going to see what they can do in free agency. They have some money. They have some flexibility. Uh, they can make some moves, and then you determine afterwards uh, where you go. Because I don't think you say right now, hey, they're going to take a wide receiver when they might want to do that in free agency. I, I know they need help on the offensive line. They're going to need a right tackle. I know they invested in that last year, but it didn't necessarily work out. Uh, I would go depth on the offensive line, potentially, you know, potentially an elite corner. If you think there is one there, uh, those are positions that you definitely need and you really always need, uh, but that's where I'd be looking. But I think a lot is going to be determined by what they're able to do in free agency, what they're able to do potentially in trades. And like I said, until we see a firm decision on Derek Carr, I don't think we really know what direction this team could go in. We're talking to Adam Hill at the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal there at the NFL Combine. Uh, the NFL has, uh, by the way, changed the 40 times uh, for was. Oh, no. Yeah. They, were, were they running too short? No, they were. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> they were running 38 uh, instead but, of 40. Uh, Tyquan Thornton from uh, Baylor ran a 4-2-1. It's now 4-2-8. <laughs> and uh, Chris Olave ran like a 4-2-8. It's now a 4-3-9. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, Olave has gone to a four three nine, uh, so he has kind of fallen back to the back. Because I was going to ask you about Chris Olave because he's in the discussion uh, for being the first wide receiver selected. I I'm a big Drake London fan. Uh, I think he's got you know superstar potential, but he's not a, a burner. Uh, and we saw a couple years ago with with Henry Ruggs and the Raiders, and they obviously you know picked speed over uh, you know Jerry Judy and uh, and C.D. Lamb. What has kind of been the feel there just coming away from the wide receivers? And this is a, certainly a position where those 40 times mean a lot. Uh, with the Chris Olave 40 time, we thought it was 4 2 8. Did it feel like, okay, now he's going to be that riser up the board for the wide receiver position? Well, first of all, before I even answer your question, you've completely ruined my night, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> yeah. My, I'll tell you, I'm trying to remember the exact lead to my story that just posted at the Review Journal. Go check it out, everybody. Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, my story is the Raiders had their sights set on Chris Olave, but there's no way he's lasting to them now that he ran a 4-2-6 at the Combine. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to go make some changes and some edits on that story. This sucks. Uh, yes. That's what I'm... That's what I was thinking about the entire time you were asking me that question. So I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I, listen, I think it's not everything. We know the 40 is not everything, but you know, people are kind of, you know, blown away by that sometimes. And some of those numbers are really jarring uh, and you get to see them and say, okay, um, you know, this guy's maybe faster than I thought, or maybe not as fast as I thought. So I don't think it, it changes like the opinion. I don't think you're rising way up the draft board by it. Uh, but I definitely think you could you could really hurt yourself or potentially help yourself just a little bit uh, by some of those numbers sometimes. Uh, well, I, I feel bad now. I just, I, I feel like I ruined it. Well, sure. let me make you feel better. I will tell you this. this is, I'm very familiar with Indy, played for the Colts, the JW Marriott in Indy, Adam. <laughs> if you can get to the concierge level, they have the best chicken wings in the United States of America. I'm just telling you. Uh, 
Sean, I am doing this. I actually, so I said, I said it got a little loud, so I stepped outside. Uh, I was, I started off in the lobby of the JW Marriott. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, right now, I'm at the valet stand at the JW Marriott. So that's not going to be a tough commute for me to hey, go up and uh, get to the concierge level the chicken wings or to die for. Just telling you. <laughs> Well, there you go. Good he, he has to edit his story now because of the uh, the tweak to Chris Olave's 40 time, but he may or may not be getting some great chicken. They're wings. unbelievable. So, uh, <laughs> Adam, we always appreciate it, They're man. We'll talk stuff, to you man. soon. Those wings better be really good, man. They are. I'm telling you. <laughs> you can follow Adam on Twitter. Check out his story. That'll now have to be edited at Adam Hill LV RJ. <laughs> Let's go Blackhawks. We got a minute nine uh, left. And we get the Blackhawks home. I feel I feel bad. I feel bad. Uh, by the way, good start for Oregon in the second half. They have uh, been outscored five to nothing. They're terrible. It's a nightcap here on BC. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. The college basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert, to watch all your favorite games, or if you stayed up late, to see that intense overtime game. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning. You can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, Tropical Burst, Cherry, Blue Raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. It is the nightcap here on uh, VEASAN. <sighs> I mean, this is, I mean, what a just absolute debacle for Oregon. They are... 
I mean, hey, man, if I guess, you, I mean, you know, I, I guess the good folks at Eugene just, they wanted some more home games this year, so they wanted to host a couple games in the NIT. So good job by them uh, going to a team that's 124th in the net and uh, getting the living crap kicked out of them. They're down 21 now. So, you know, that second half bet looking real good. Real good. Yeah, Edmonton, probably two of the more talented players in uh, in the NHL. They scored a goal, so now we're in overtime. So we'll see. So what do you need? Blackhawks, I need the Blackhawks to win. That's all, just to win, just to win. All right. We're cheering we'll for the Blackhawks. Bruins, Bruins, Bruins just scored, scored another scored goal. Again. Yep, made it 3-1. Well, at least we had Delaware State tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yippee. All okay, right. we got Blackhawks on a break, and okay, he decides that changing lines was more important than going one-on-one right then. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're going to talk some UFC with now, our – I'll tell you this about the hockey guys, my bad. They value their rest. Yeah. Like when it's time for their shift change, hey, man, they'll sell the whole farm. 150 acres for $1.50 to get off the ice. <laughs> Gee whiz. Um, sticking with uh, college hoops as, uh, man, they're already down at Cameron. Look at that. Looking at, uh, looking at the set right now. Got Alfonso Ellis, Seth Greenberg, and, uh, and Reese already down, already down there. At well, this is kind of like a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Arguably the greatest college basketball coach of all time is, uh, having his last game. Arguably. At well, John Wooden. I yeah, mean, I was gonna say go John. John, John Wooden won a couple. The greatest modern day. That's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Wouldn't it be great if we won it? Like, just it'd be great. Just you know. I mean, it it would be hard for Tulane to make the tournament. Confetti, I, I guess. Confetti I mean, falling. I mean, Tulane, I guess, could win the AAC, and then I mean, I'm a big Ron Hunter fan, so. I, I just, I'd be, I'd be, it by the be, way, the Blackhawks on the power story. play four, three here. Let's see. Uh, we can go ahead and get this goal in and get a win. It'd be pretty, pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Pucks and Thomas to have another night like this. Um, all right. Let's just take a, a quick gander uh, at these to make the final four bets at DraftKings. I was looking at this. If anything jumps out at you. Didn't see a lot of value yeah. here. Unless, unless, unless I really like Arkansas. So 12 to 1, you know, they just have to get to the final four. You know, it's, it's surprising that Tennessee is such lower odds than Arkansas. Well, they're going to be a lower seed. You know, yeah, pre-SEC tournament. No, they'll be a lower seed. So if Arkansas wins the SEC tournament, uh, I mean Tennessee's like a three right now, and Arkansas's four or five, mm, five. Yeah, so that. But I mean, I, I would say this, you know, when it comes to these Final Four bets, in my opinion, you know, if you like the chalk that is Kentucky or Arizona, Gonzaga, Duke, whatever it may be, I I would really have to see. The bracket. I know that seems lame, and you know we, you know we, we're at a you know gambling network, but you get a goal, did yes, you win? Yes. There you go, Chicago Blackhawks. That <laughs> nice. I need a miracle here at home. Can we get a miracle by the Vegas Knights? They got a breakaway. Ah, he lost the puck. That's okay. Whatever. So I'm looking at these final four. I don't really like the final four odds. I just don't think there's enough value 
for the teams that I think have a legitimate chance to get there, especially before I see the brackets. Well, and that's the thing. So last year, when the bracket was unfolded, or unrevealed, I should say, uh, Gonzaga's path, in my opinion, to the Final Four was incredibly manageable. They won every game ultimately by double figures, and I laid, I think it was a $1.90 for them to come out of that bracket, which they did with ease. But pre-flop, Gonzaga at minus 120, I'm not doing that. There could be a team in that region that is that is a tricky well, betting, spot for them. Bet, to simplify it even more, betting before you know the bracket, you can eliminate yourself. Like if you want to take two teams. Like say you think. Oh, two, yeah, of course. If they are in the same region, yeah. you know, so I ultimately would want to do this once the brackets are made, and I would like to take one team from each, each uh, region. Well, and, you know. That I think has some value. And where we stand right now, we're, we're so close to Selection Sunday being a week away. Yeah, I, I would say the only teams that, to me, would have intrigue would be someone like Arkansas. Because if you believe, okay, maybe they go on a run, maybe they win the SEC tournament, they're not going to be 12 to 1 anymore. And, you know, when Jim and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think they were around 15 or 16 to 1. So they've, they've come down a little bit. Well, if thing- you like, uh, sorry to interrupt, if you like, I don't know, I'm LSU, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they go out and they win, you know, whatever it may be. So, yeah, there's some of these longer shots that maybe uh, if you have a, a really strong opinion, like Iowa played a hell of a game tonight. I don't trust them because of their defense, but they've been playing much better. Could they make a run? Yeah, they're that good offensively. And of Iowa, let's say this is the start of their run, Sean. They go out and they win the Big Ten tournament. They're not going to be available at 14-1. to 1. So I don't particularly believe in them uh, in, in that way. But Some know. of these odds are ridiculous. Like Alabama 12-1, to 1, and I need 121 to bet Alabama. <laughs> Crazy. Texas 15-1, to 1, I need 150. I will say the one thing I like about the uh, Final Four bet is once the brackets are out, I can make five selections and go four. I mean, four selections and go four and zero. Oh. Yeah, you, you know, can. you could pick one team from each region. That'd be you pretty think. impressive if you did. Yeah, you know, I like that part about it. That's not all or nothing, like because I have winning national championship bets on Auburn and on um, Kentucky. So, if they end up in the same region, you know, I kind of sabotage myself. They won't. Uh, you won't put two high seeds like that in the same region. So you're good. I mean, you're actually in good shape if you believe Auburn and Kentucky can make those runs. Uh, they won't be in the same region. Uh, they have a chance. Uh, probably not. The winner of the SEC, one of those teams is getting a one seed. And then the likelihood is the other will either sneak on the one, probably not, and uh, or, you know, they'll be on the two line. So if we get Kentucky and Auburn in the SEC championship, the winner of that game is is a lock for a one seed just because of that high profile of victory on a neutral floor. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at those now. By the way, I got my uh, YOLO NBA parlay home tonight. Did you really? Yeah, I had Man. the Detroit Pistons money line parlay with the Sacramento Kings money line. Yeah, nice little ching, 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 ching. You got to tweet some of these out to the people. I tell you, every time I tweet it out, I lose. I don't know what it is. Am I lying? Because I showed it to you. No, I, I believe you. I, no, I, I showed it to I've you. I've seen them. Yeah, I showed it to you tonight. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is every time I tweet it out. If I say it on the show, it doesn't impact the outcome. But if I tweet it out, I don't know what happens. It, it always goes bad. I just need to stop looking at this score. Are they down 20? They're down 20. How much time's left? 
Uh, 13 minutes. Oh, man, you got an in-game bet. I'm not a money line. <laughs> no. It's probably like 1,000 to 1. No, we're, uh, we're cutting bait on this one. <laughs> we've, we've lost enough. Got to love, gotta love college basketball. And, you know, it's funny. I, I text with a couple people that, that think similarly to me. And we you know, kind of have that same mindset of that fishy line. And I mentioned <laughs> Oregon today. He's like, uh, I like Washington. I'm like, really? Like, all right, well, I just need them to win. Think about this. Back on January 23rd, Oregon <laughs> led Washington at halftime 48 to 13, Sean. They yeah. are they ended up winning that game 84 to 56. They are down by 23 right now. Yeah, so like I just haven't had a lot of luck with the Pac-12 this year, so I kind of stayed away is, from it. If do we have those odds? Is there any uh any value on Oregon to make the tournament? Because this is this is them saying, oh, bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, we're not making the NCAA tournament. Unless you win the Pac-12, if you want to come to Vegas, now watch this. Now they'll come to Vegas and they'll win the Pac-12 tournament. That, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so annoyed with them. I'm not going to bet them. Yeah. And they're going to come in here and they're going to win the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah. Gross. Absolutely gross. Good job, Oregon. Way to show up. All right, you know who always shows up? Dave Ross. My man. Talking UFC. Got a pay-per-view here in town on Saturday. Break it all down for you next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray and Sean King with you. Uh, just an update on uh, a garbage team. Uh, eh, do we even need to do it? No, they scored again. Uh, <laughs> Oregon stinks. Uh, they're down by 19. Uh, what do you got going on, Sean? We got the Knights there losing. Yeah, so I just actually placed the in-game wager. On Oregon State plus 356 on the money line for the game. All right. They're leading 16 to 12 yep. at Washington State. All right. UFC 272 is this weekend here in Las Vegas at T Mobile Arena. And there is no better person to talk to about the UFC than our guy, Dave Ross, who joins us right now. Uh, you can check out his. Uh, First strike show as well, Dave. When is uh, the the new show dropping for uh, for UFC 272? Well, Sean, Tim, it's always great to be on with you, fellas. First of all, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen right now. There we go. Me and the bully Ricardo Lamas, one of the baddest men on the planet, at 145 pounds. You know, he of course fought the best of the best in the Max Holloways and the Jose Aldos of the world. He and I did one yesterday. Uh, that's up there now. And then tomorrow we'll give you a second. That's first strike, first look. And then we'll give you a first strike tomorrow on these. And that'll be up tomorrow afternoon. Uh, of course, you can listen to that on the podcast or watch late night on these. so we've got you covered. But fellas, when I talked to Ricardo and he trained at MMA Masters at the end of his career, and that is where Colby Covington now trains. Some of the insight I got from Ricardo uh, really helps shape what I think is going to happen at T-Mobile on Saturday night. Well, let's take a look at that. The main event, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, 
Uh, we've got odds up uh, courtesy of DraftKings, <laughs> where Masvidal is plus 260. Covington is minus 335. Even juicier here, if you like the dog here at Circa, where we sit at plus $3 for Masvidal. The over-under on the rounds is four and a half. And uh, to go the distance is the favorite at minus 150. So uh, let's just start with sides here. Yep. You, you are a guy who, who likes to dabble with the dogs, and, and you've hit some mm-hmm. big dogs here. Is Masvidal <laughs> a live dog in this situation on Saturday night? I would love it to be because Covington's the guy you love to hate. He's the Floyd Mayweather of MMA, and he's resurrected his career by playing the heel. But I think what happens is because he does that and he is so antagonizing to the public and to the opponents, you forget what a great fighter Colby Covington is. Look, all you have to do is look at the body of work of these two guys against the best uh, right now, I'd say, welterweight we've ever had in the UFC, and that's Kamar Usman. With all due respect to George St. Pierre, these guys have each fought for the belt twice. They've each come up short twice. When you look at those fights, Colby Covington and Kamar Usman fought two hellacious fights. The second fight, unbelievable comeback by Covington. Some thought he actually won it. I didn't. I thought it was close, but I thought he lost. Got his uh, jaw broke in the first fight against Usman. Got stopped in the fifth round. Thought it was a bad stoppage. It wasn't, but still went into the fifth round. What happened with Masvidal against Usman? Well, the first time they fought, it was very anticlimactic. And, you know, Camaro just dominated him in the clinch. Foot stomps. Easily won. Jorge didn't win a round. So Masvidal plays machismo card. Hey, why don't you really fight me? Come on, dude, fight me. Okay, I'll fight you. They fight again. He knocks him out in the second round. Masvidal has not been very close to the best uh, welterweight in the world, arguably in history. Covington has. So I don't think there's any other way that Masvidal gets this win than by KO, TKO, or DQ. And that is over $4 at most books that I'm seeing. So, yeah, you can take the 250, 275. You want to play the long shot. I'm not. But if the only pathway to victory is Masvidal by KO, look, if he gets uh, Colby hurt, he's not going to go down and look for an arm bar or try to get a rear naked choke. He's going to punch his way until Colby's unconscious and the referee stops the fight. That's it. And I don't think that's a likely scenario, gentlemen. I see one-way traffic here with Colby Covington. I see a very similar fight that we saw between Abib Nurmagomedov and Conor McGregor with a great wrestler against a great striker. That's what we have here. I think Colby's going to dominate Masvidal with his wrestling early in the fight, just like Abib did to Connor, and just drain and sap that gas tank. And when you do that in the second and third rounds on the feet, you can hold your own with a great striker like Abib did with Connor, and then eventually get the fight down to the ground. Where I really see some value here, gents, is if Colby does that and really gets into the gas tank and takes this fight down to the mat, he might look for a submission. I'm seeing as high as 10 to 1 at Circa. For Colby via sub. So if you don't want to weigh the big number with Colby, I think you got a couple pathways to victory there. Subs 10 to 1. And if you like him by decision, which I don't, I think there's going to be a stoppage in this fight. I look at Colby and say, yeah, he can get the stoppage. KOTKRT or DQ is plus 350. Sub is 10 to 1. Gents, that's a better way of playing Colby to me than playing him laying the over $3 price tag. We're talking to Dave Ross. Check out the podcast, First Strike. There'll be a new one coming out. As you mentioned, he's already got one out there wherever you get your podcast. Great insight, not just on pay-per-views each and every week on fight nights. Uh, just looking at Colby Covington and, and his recent fights, you know, Usman goes the distance. Uh, Woodley mm-hmm. 
actually would have gone under four and a half here because that uh, ended before two and a half minutes there in that fifth round. Uh, he got, you know, loses to Usman in the fifth round, 410, mm -hmm. distance, 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 distance. So when you look at four and a half juice to the over, it feels like from hearing what you're saying, maybe not, you don't like it too much, but maybe a lean no. towards the under. I do like the under at plus value here because, again, I, my, because these guys know each other so well from their time at ATT and down there in Florida with Dan Lambert at American Top Team, they know each other. So, guys, we can talk about the media and the hatred and all the stuff they say to sell the fight. They know each other. Masvidal knows he cannot go five rounds with Colby Covington and win, period. End of story. That can't happen. Masvidal knows that. Colby knows that. So if there's one guy that would might try to extend the fight, it's Colby. So therefore, I think Masvidal knows my gas tank is probably three rounds tops where I can go full bore 15 minutes and try to get him out of there. And if I don't, I'm done. And I'm pretty much finished. So that's the way I see this playing out. I think Colby, again, will try to dominate early with his wrestling. And then if he knows, and fighters know, when you're on the mat and I've sapped you, and I know you're not the same guy that you were just five minutes ago when we started this fight, that's when Colby can really start to ragdoll him. He did it against Tafio Dos Anjos, who's on the, the uh, co-main here uh, tomorrow, or Saturday night. He did that to RDA. Nobody does that to RDA. Colby Covington did that to Javier Dos Anjos. So with a great uh, guy like RDA, Jorge doesn't even have that level of skill. So I really think the under's in play here because Masvidal's going to shoot for broke, be kill or be, kill or be killed, and I think Colby knows if I just weather that storm and tire him out early, I could get a stoppage late, and that would satisfy Colby Covington to the umpth degree. All right, Dave, we got uh, about two and a half minutes, so take us through the rest of the card. Um, yes, sir. What What are some fights, uh, what are some plays that you do like down the card? I do like the under and the Kevin Holland and his Cowboy Oliveira fight, uh, one and a half right now. Also, you can get plus money, about plus 135. I think the same thing here. Holland knows there's so many different ways he can win the fight. So instead, instead of laying the big-time price tag with Holland, I'm going to look for the value in the under. Look, I love Bryce Mitchell, but I don't like him, like him as the favorite against Edson Barbosa. My goodness. So I'm going to take the plus money in Barbosa, small underdog there, about plus 135. And I'm also going to play the under in the Greg Hardy-Spivak fight here because I think Hardy's cardio is still not good enough to go three rounds with big heavyweights. I think it's another kill-or-be-killed spot there. So I'm going to take that plus money under a round and a half in that fight as well. So we do have a little bit more time. So take us through the, the Barboza and, and Mitchell fight. You said uh, you like you like Mitchell, but the, the plus uh, price is Mitchell. you just can't pass up. Can't pass up. Well, Thug Nasty, by the way, is a great nickname for Bryce Mitchell. Look, he, this is another guy where you look at a great wrestler, right? This is another guy like Colby Covington where you go, man, if, if Thug Nasty can get it down to the ground and keep Barboza down, great. Barbosa's a big guy coming down to 145 pounds. So when I look at this, I don't think Bryce Mitchell's going to be able to control Barbosa. And when you stand with Edson Barbosa, good luck. You don't know where those kicks are coming from. You don't know where those knees are coming from, where those punches are coming from. If this fight stays standing, then I think Thug Nasty's in for a long three rounds. Edson Barbosa is a class fighter, borderline Hall of Fame fighter. This is a level of competition that Bryce Mitchell has not seen yet in his UFC career. And for my money, I think it's a little bit too much to make him the favorite against a class fighter like Barbosa.
Follow our guy Dave Ross on Twitter at DRossSports. Catch him each and every Great weekend stuff, with Rizzle. Wes Reynolds on Betting Across America. <laughs> He's filling in for the Lombardi line on the weekdays as well. And check out the UFC podcast that we have here, hosted by Dave First Strike. Dave, you're the man. Appreciate it, brother. Always good to catch up with you guys. Be well. There All right, man. Thanks. Dave Ross with some thoughts. Really, overall, didn't He's feel so it. smart. A couple feelers on on the main event but certainly down the card uh, a couple more interesting ones that he like seemed like the holland Oliveira under for a little plus money was uh what jumped out at him the most it is the nightcap here on vison come on back Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. We've got a conference tournament going on just down the road. Pepperdine. The Waves and the Toreros. San Diego and Pepperdine. This one uh, at the Orleans. So uh, just underway as in order for Pepperdine or San Diego to win this conference tournament, they would have to win five games. I think it's. Handle your business in the regular season. Exactly. I think it's fair. So uh, San Diego leading that one early. Uh, San Diego State taking on Fresno State. Uh, The Aztecs trying to. uh, Move up the seeding charts for uh, for the Mountain West tournament, and they lead uh, twenty to fifteen, low scoring game. Surprisingly, with the top team in the country, 
and then uh, Sean, and now me. Let's go Beavers. Let's go Beavers, baby. In on the Beavers. So I have them, uh, I think plus, I'm a, I think I'm four something. I have to look it up to win outright. Then I just place another bet on them plus three and a half. I got like plus 180 or something like that. So let's hope they keep playing. I mean, they just took this team to overtime at home. I think they lost 93-90 in overtime. We'll see. Yeah. So uh, I'm Something with, to sweat tonight. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. I, I need some positivity after the Oregon Ducks absolutely uh, laid an egg. By the way, uh, before, before our show started, uh, Jason, who is Scott's producer, okay. always walks in, gives yeah. us a fist bump, and uh, he looks at us and goes, Clippers tonight? And I'm like, ah, I, I hadn't looked at it. I was it. like, I... He caught like, me off guard. Like, now, I hadn't looked at but it. But I said, I was like, I can't bet the Lakers, and the Clippers were laying two. Yeah, they're only up 30, right? The Clippers are up 25 yeah. right now. I mean, the Lakers are just an absolute train wreck. Yeah. It is... But I said they're a fade every night. And... You know, we should especially anytime they're a favorite. We should have gone with it. Well, they weren't a favorite tonight. They were a slight dog, but right. you know. Uh, by the way, they have been outscored here in this uh, third quarter, Sean, twenty-six to four. <laughs> twenty-six to four. Good lord! It's hard to buy happiness. Yeah, and uh, you look at yeah, it's just it's. Good on the Clippers, man. But uh, we got some odds right there uh, from points bet. I don't know if those will be tweaked. Uh, but you can now get, I mean, this is crazy, right? I mean, preseason, Lakers were the favorites to win the Western Conference. And now they are plus money to on the yes to make the postseason. And at this point, I wouldn't be able to bet the yes. I mean, I know they only have to win two. And there's an asterisk that says they must make it past the play-in tournament. Yes, so, that is that is. Right. The, you have to actually make the field of eight, right. not the play-in tournament. They'll make that, but man, I, they're gonna be in the nine-ten game. I just, I'd love to just be a part of the brand. I mean, they're terrible, and they lead every yep. conversation. Like now, it's it's actually fascinating. It is. No, you're like, right. when people say, "Who cares?" Like, it's some it's what, great stories out there this year. It's right. We should be. You know? But when you have LeBron James and you've got uh, the Lakers across your chest, you're going to lead a lot of things. Yeah. But they stink. They're bad. They stink. And uh, they're getting hammered tonight again by the Clippers. So congratulations if you just auto-faded the Lakers. Yeah. Because, you know, it was, it was semi-competitive and then this this quarter has just been a gong show i mean it is up 25 now and we're winning we're winning right now in the oregon state game but uh, well if this sold up this is a miracle yeah i mean oregon state's <laughs> oregon state's a bad basketball oh, team man. yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens here i mean what was oregon state oregon state 14 and a half free flop yeah it was 14, 14 and, and a half, half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so getting them to win hey. would be nice but, uh, oh, 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 here come the Ducks, only down 14. Good job, How guys. much time left? Four minutes. I almost pulled a trigger. Yeah. Because they were like plus. You're smart. I'm 170 at uh, plus uh, 15 and a half. 
But I wasn't watching the game because we can't get the game on TV. So I wasn't yeah. sure what kind of effort and energy they were it's playing the, with. It's on the Pac-12 network. It's like if, you know, the question, the age-old question, if a tree falls in the woods, do right. you hear it? If a game's on the Pac-12 network, does it actually? You know, that's what's happening. Oregon was told, hey, this is on the Pac-12 network. Ah, oh, we're good. Right. The, the selection came in. He can't watch this game. So we're, we're okay. <laughs> so good job. Um, but speaking of that and teams on the bubble, uh, let's take a look at uh, some of these odds. We could just kind of glance through them uh, to make the NCAA tournament or not. Uh, and just to, to kind of give you, I'll, I'll give you a pull up where they are currently mm-hmm. in, uh, in most bracketologies. So we'll go to Florida here first. Florida is plus 200 to make the field, minus 250 to not, and that is why they are not in many fields uh, that are out there. I believe our friend, uh, no, he did not. I was going to say, I think Brad Evans did. He did not. It looks like Jerry Palm from CBS might have had Florida in the field. Uh, but that one, uh, they are not in there. I, I want to go to one in VCU. Um, I think this is actually worth a bet. Um, VCU's plus 235 to make the field of 68. They are uh, most spots not in. Uh, but if you look at, let's see, uh, CBS has them in. Um, there's a couple other bracketologists out there that, that have the, uh, the Rams in looking at some of the advanced analytics, not loving them, uh, 61st in Ken Palm, which is not ideal. Uh, but VCU for, you know, for them moving forward, Sean, they have an opportunity this weekend. They'll be an underdog, but you know, this is the VCU team that has won eight straight games. Mm -hmm. If they win on Saturday as a slight dog on the road at St. Louis, that's a quad one win. It's going to boost their resume. And I would say if they win on Saturday, Sean, and then make it to the A-10 championship game, they're in. They don't have to win that. So Which they've already beat Davidson this year. Mm-hmm. And they lost to him, but only by two. So I don't get the line in the VCU St. Louis game. Is it at St. Louis? Uh, Yes. They're a dog. I mean, I like VCU. Yeah. Mm, I mean, Shaka as a road dog. We talk about this all the time. Oh, Shaka. I mean, Marquette. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. VCU, my bad. Yeah. But I, I view them the same. Like, they're kind of the same. Well, Mike Rhodes was his assistant. Yeah. Was a like, long-time assistant there. VCU on the road as a dog, I just. Yeah, I think. I like them. The way that they're playing right now. I how, do. How they play defensively is certainly a team. Looking at their uh, resume right now, uh, Six and six and quad one and two would be a huge win this weekend if they were able to get it against St. Louis. So that would be big. Uh, yeah, another team, and I, I think these might tweak a little bit, and actually they're a favorite to get in, is Memphis. And, you know, Memphis is a team where they've kind of come together here as of late, and they're playing much better. Uh, they did win tonight. Yeah, they played South Florida. Only one by nine, didn't cover yeah. on the road. They finish up the season with a game on Sunday against Houston. If they win that game, I think they're they're locked in. Uh, they've already beat Houston once. Yeah, beat them by 10 at Houston, too. Yep, so they're at home. They're going to be an underdog at home to Houston. Uh, and, you know, Penn, they beat Alabama earlier in the year. I mean, the crazy thing about this Memphis team is 
they were after they lost to SMU mid January, they were nine and eight, three and four in conference play in the midst of a three game losing streak, had a terrible loss to ECU, and they have really turned it around. Uh, they are nine and one in their last ten games. They win this weekend. I think they're in. I wouldn't lay the minus 225. Honestly, what I would do here is I would play Memphis. If you like Memphis, I think they've got a, a good shot to win on Sunday at home against Houston. I agree. So uh, that could be. Hey, a, shout out to Penny Hardaway, too. Took a lot of criticism early in the year. But, I mean, he's done an outstanding job getting his team turned around. Because a lot of times in this situation, especially when you have a lot of kids that aren't really going to be loyal to the program because they're only there for a short time. Right. You know, this thing kind of disintegrates and falls apart. So he, he deserves a lot of credit for pulling it back together. Yeah, they have uh, they have turned it around. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a believer that they would do so. And, uh, he, yeah, they do deserve a ton of credit for turning around. Big opportunity this weekend on Sunday against Houston. All right, coming up top of the hour, we'll go behind the counter. We haven't talked to an odds maker in quite some time. Let's talk to Chris Andrews from the South Point, our good friend. He will join us. Get some thoughts on college hoops and where they sit in the futures market. It is the Nightcap here on Beach. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.